What's up, everybody? We're back with another Boys to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Big Country. Coach Barry on his right. How's everybody doing? And back for a second time like he never left. What's up? Who are you? Isaiah. It's my son. It's my son. My son. Uh, you know, as always, it's the barbershop meets the therapy chair. Like, listen, um, you know, and support the podcast. Uh, please write reviews anywhere you get your podcast. It's uh, much appreciated. At Boys to Dads Podcast on Instagram, at Boys to Dads Podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys always with a Z. Uh, dads always with a S, signifying growth, right? And, uh, you know, we had our last topic, uh, Kids in Crisis Part 1. We're going to move to Kids in Crisis Part 2 right now. Uh, you know, no need for a check-in with this one. Um, let's just get right into it. Uh, so, you know, all three of us were here mm-hmm. for the podcast, on, you know, part one. And, uh, you know, doing some reflection and stuff about what we talked about. Um, I think the first thing is important to, sh- to say that, you know, part one was more like complaining, things we saw, observations, how mm-hmm. we feel. All right, part two, we want to get into some more you know questions answers move forward and um you know i want everybody out there dads kids moms um grandparents taking care of their kids whoever's listening mm-hmm. um kids need our direction kids need our help right and right now our kids are in crisis because um you know our world's in crisis yep you know there's a lot of destruction happening um whether it's the destruction of the home destruction of uh school systems destruction of uh Thought processes, destruction of faith, families, families, right? Faith. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing that I see that 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 students and um, kids have now is a lack of understanding of faith. And when I say faith, this is not a uh, you know everybody has to go support Christianity or Islam or anything. What I'm saying is that the tenets of most uh, positive religions mm-hmm. are to uh, love one another or do unto others. As you would want to be done unto you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say do unto others as they do to you. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think there's a level of love and being a good human that is n- kind of not being reflective of the actions of our youth and, um, you know, of adults right now. Yeah. And this is in no way saying that every single person on earth. No. What I'm saying is that when we lose the youth, we lose. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like when we pollute the air and we lose the air, we die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I don't know how many people understand that, um, but you know, if we lose the youth, we're, we're out. And and I don't want this to be the you know forty four and fifty year old complaining about social media and, mm-hmm. and phones because um, you know my son here, he's 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 he loves his technology. I love technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I know as I get older, I want to break my technology because I don't understand why it doesn't work. And then I realize <laughs> I didn't plug it in. Um, you know, simple things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so Coach Barry, let's let's do, you know, take us through the journey real quick. What, what do you got to say? All right. Well, basically, like we talked about before, the first session was just a matter of us just getting a lot off our chest mm-hmm. right now. We didn't really explore, like, what could be some of the leading causes of why these kids are in crisis. It was a conversation that me and you had like a while ago when we went back to it takes a village to raise a child. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? As One thing that you and I have come up with, it means a sense of community. And I think we've gotten away from that society of what a community, what it really represents to the community and how important it is in teaching the children or raising them up in the way they should go. 
So we came up with a list, basically, of some of the things that may be lacking in the community. No, let me take that back. That is lacking in some communities out here. And some of the things that we have to get better at. And maybe wait, we could go down that list one by one. All right, so why don't, why don't you hit us up, man? All right. First thing that comes on the list is the breakdown of traditional family structures, concepts, and values. How many times, I know when I was coming up, one thing my mother always made sure we did, we sat down at the dinner table together and talked. Hmm. That is, and I've noticed even in my own family right now, we don't do that as often because we're competing with so many things. Kid got an activity over here. We got work we got to do over here. So to even sit down and have a traditional meal anymore, you know what I'm saying? But we have to we have to get back to that. There's one show I love watching on um, Blue Bloods. It's Blue Bloods. Oh, yeah. They always meet some, up like, for, yeah. Exactly. They always have that Sunday dinner. Yeah. At that dinner table, that's where you learn. You learn it from your elders. You also learn it from the youth. You learn it from kids in Isaiah's age group. And you learn it from the littlest kids there to the center. Because... I'm not going to lie, even as adults, we still need training as well, too, on how to deal with how, how the kids are acting, their thought process, how they come to some of the conclusions that they've come to. So we need that help, too. I think we've gotten away from that, everybody just sitting down together and just having a conversation. I say, And that's where you learn. You learn your family history, traditions. That's where you learn how to have proper manners, how to be respectful when you're sitting at that dinner table together. See, and, and you know, it's, it's kind of that that awkwardness because in, in my family you know we may not sit down at the dinner table because mm-hmm. uh, even when we clean it off it always ends up being stuff on it man <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's always like you go from like perfectly clean to like 400 things on it in 20 mm-hmm. minutes um, but you know during like like Easter's coming up mm-hmm. right Christmas Thanksgiving we're always at the dinner table if we're not at the dinner table we got the trays out together yeah. sitting and eating mm-hmm. in, the, in the living room there's always community mm-hmm. in our house Right. Um, we actually, it's funny, like my wife and I always talk about this. Sometimes we get frustrated when our kids want to hang around with us. It's mm-hmm. like, why don't you go find something else to do? Mm-hmm. Your mom and I want to have alone time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we were talking about going on vacation and I said, like, you know, I like the idea that um, my wife and I like to go on, on vacation with our kids. Mm-hmm. It's, it was awkward. Last, uh, last summer we went on vacation and my oldest daughter, because um, she got the vid. COVID, right? And so she missed like a week out of work and she's like, Dad, I just bought my car. I need to blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, stay home. She was 20, 22, so I'm sure she was happy she stayed home, right? But the idea was I still missed her mm-hmm. because it was like we weren't Voltron. We were like we were missing one piece of Voltron, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, I enjoy being around my kids and most of the time, most of the time, my kids enjoy being around us. Mm-hmm. Um, But I would say dinner table, lack, yeah, there's a lack, but everybody knows, like, in my house, Sunday dinner, mm-hmm. right, is the dinner where, like, mom cooks all day, and then we have a, a big meal, and, mm-hmm. and this this dude roll out of bed at one thirty, tell me, well, what's mom cooking? <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, what, what's dad cooking? Typical yeah. teenager. Yeah. We've I'm all like, done that. I'm like, well, dad cooking. And they'd be like, ah. <laughs> uh, right? So, so the idea is that, you know, community is huge. And, and not just, I don't, you know, we touched on this a little bit in the last podcast, but I think community... Like school community. Yeah. I know as a teacher, I know you you go to school. Does it feel like you have a community at school anymore? Does it feel like people actually look out for each other and care? Or does it feel like everybody's just fast-paced and they're just going about their business and don't step over here because, you know, don't go into the bathroom because all this weed's going to get blown out? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like outside of outside of shopping, though. Yeah. Like if, if you're like, 
Uh, there's mostly just like community within like the shop classes, at least from in my shop. Because you all have a common interest, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, but then like outside of that, mm-hmm. like not really. And what he means by shop people, he goes to a technical school out here, so they have individual shops that they prepare themselves for the future of America. Yep, and so it's—I mean, it's—it's it's good that they have shops, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I know if you go to just regular public high school, there might be fifteen hundred kids, and you're walking around just being one of the few that just slipped through the cracks because mm-hmm. nobody's paying attention to you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of a good thing if mm-hmm. you go and you have a shop and like-minded people doing things, but it's also mm-hmm. something where I feel like maybe community is a different version of maybe what we should be saying for the people out there. Mm-hmm. How many people feel like they belong? Mm. Mm. How many kids out there feel like when they go to school or they go into a class with teachers or if they get on the bus or if they, you know, even in their own home, mm-hmm. how, how many of them feel like they belong? They belong there, yeah. Right? Like, like because, you know, let's face it, traditional family structures are great. I grew up in one, mm-hmm. mom and dad, you know, um, all of all of us, you know, my, my brother and sister mm-hmm. and myself all in this, under the same roof. No mm-hmm. different dads, no different, you know. But now the traditional family structure might be you, you live with your half-brothers and half-sisters. Yep. Right? And, and how many, you know, times do you maybe feel like if it's not your dad that your mom's living with or your mom, if that's mm-hmm. not your mom that your dad's living with, how, how do you feel like you belong? belong? You know, like, you ain't my daddy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, so, so, you know, but, but I think belonging is important to human beings, mm-hmm. right? Because... This this is my psych, um, you know, bachelor's mm-hmm. degree coming out, but uh, you know, you gotta go, you gotta go and look at how people are created. They're created to um, survive first, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you survive, you go into safety. Once you get safety, then you go into to relationships, right? So, so for a lot of people out there, if they're just trying to survive, they're not. They may not be good at building relationships. relationships yeah. And if they're not good at building relationships and they have kids, mm-hmm. then their kids are going to struggle with building relationships. So I'm going to go, you know, based on this community, community mm-hmm. thing, I'm going to go to a question I asked my kids uh, the other day in school. What is a good human being? Mm. What does that look like? What is a good human being's actions? What is a good human being? If you were to describe what a good human being should be, because hmm. remember now, people like, like to say common sense isn't common, but common sense is also culture. Right? Mm-hmm. So depending on what culture you're in, common sense is different. Right? True that. So yeah. so what's a good person look like? Mm. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think it's like somebody who, who like looks out for the people around them, um, who can like... The defend their loved ones, somebody who can like provide for their loved ones, um, somebody who like, somebody who always does good, like regardless of like the attention they get. Does a good person need to be perfect? No. No. Okay. For does the simple good... reason it's because no one is. Yeah, well, yeah, but does a good person is a good person? Um, does that mean they never make mistakes? Like I'm, I'm a good person makes mistakes, man. We're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. But a good person also knows how to what own up to them and holds us accountable to, to those fix mistakes. Them. Yep, and repair. Or how to strengthen themselves from those mistakes. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. there you go. And, and I think I think a lot of times when you ask kids, what does a good person look like? What, what do their actions look like? If I go, if I walk by you and I bump you, what does a good person do? 
apologize. Say sorry. Excuse me. My, my bad. I mm-hmm. didn't mean to. Right. Um, how does a bad person respond to that? Shouldn't have been in the first place. Shouldn't have been in my way. Get out my way. Is that a bad person or a person that just doesn't know how to be good? Go either or. Could be either or. It all depends because a lot of other factors that come into it at that play too. Is that person having a bad day? Is that why they reacted the way they reacted? But or that maybe com- they were like never taught how to like be empathetic towards other people. That too, and that goes back to the point that you brought up: our imperfections. No one is perfect. Yeah. Or maybe they were empathetic at one point, but then something happened, and then they never got help, and then they just got worse. Yeah. I think sometimes that's 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 human. That's how we destroy humanity. Is is by not being. Um, understanding, right? Like, like empathy is interesting because sympathy, sympathy is something that you have to go through it, and mm-hmm. I have to go through the same thing mm-hmm. for us to be sympathetic towards each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, your grandparent dies, my grandparent dies. We all been through that. Yep. I, I sympathize with you, man. Mm-hmm. I know how it feels, especially if you're close with them. I know yep. how it feels, mm-hmm. right? Um. If you're black and I'm white, I can't go, hey, man, I sympathize with you. Mm-hmm. What the, f- <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> you're not black. Mm-hmm. I can't look at my wife and go, my wife goes, or my daughters go, like, I had cramps from my period. I, I sympathize with you because I I had a stomach ache yesterday from eating exactly. McDonald's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no, motherfucker. That's not, that's not the same thing. You chose that, dumbass. Right? Like, that's what you get for eating McDonald's uh-huh. or Taco Bell. Like, what's wrong with you? Right? So, so, so empathy is like trying to understand... What it is another person is going through is is very, very difficult. Let me add something to that definition. Also, not making that person feeling guilty for their feelings of what they're going through. Yeah. Because as a society, we tend to do that. Now, how many times have you heard the saying, dude, just man up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just man up. We had a process on what does that really mean? You know what I'm saying? And going down the road that you're going down right now is like, okay. We're making a person feel bad for the, what they're feeling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? One thing I used to always tell my son, always, and I tell kids on a regular basis, like, you're not wrong for having your feelings, all right? Own them. It's, Own, what, it's what you do with those feelings. They exactly. can get you in trouble. Yeah. Own those feelings. Now we can get to the later on part. Once you own it, is it right or wrong, or how you're going to deal with those feelings? But I think a lot of times in society that we condemn people just for having the basic normal human emotions. Because it's not in line with ours in that moment. Or like you said, we haven't experienced what they've experienced. And so that's why I, I think I think empathy is taught. I think it's that you have to have an emotional intelligence to have empathy. Because mm-hmm. that means you have time to sit, observe, and understand with, mm-hmm. and listen. Mm-hmm. Right? And and how many times do you think you're listening? But, you you know, I always go back to meth head this line. You might hear me, but you ain't listening. listening yeah. Right? Like, like it, it, I don't mm-hmm. know why it stuck with me. Because I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes that's me. My own self. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I don't want to listen to your ass. Yeah. Like, like whatever. Like, I hear you, Dad. Mm-hmm. I hear you, Dad. The garbage got to be taken out, Dad. Uh-huh. I hear you, <laughs> but I ain't gonna listen, listen to you. To you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I know I should pick up my room. I hear uh-huh. it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I know I shouldn't buy these Jordans. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I know I'm supposed to wake up at, uh-huh. at, at six in the morning to go to school tomorrow, right? To teach. Mm-hmm. There's a 44 year old man. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yo, one more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
11.30 at night, you're like, damn, uh-huh. I hate my Xbox, I yep. hate PlayStation, I hate everything. And when you get up next morning, you're like, I'm going to bed early tonight. Yeah, I'm going to bed early tonight. Cycle. And then you get the text message, want to play? Or like, yep. oh. go to bed early and then you still wake up late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't win. Uh-huh. So, but, but, you know, we joke, and that's, and that's good, but I think this is a huge topic because, you know, you talk about community, you talk about empathy, you talk about being a good person. Those are all things that have to be taught and observed, right? Mm-hmm. Human beings, we... we we observe more. That's how we're taught. We mm-hmm. observe. We see signs. Babies look at their hear, right? They hear words, and they try to mimic what their mm-hmm. parents and the people that are around them are saying so that, that you're you're teaching a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like we know that kids that aren't self-soothed when they're little, when they cry, and you just leave them alone the mm-hmm. whole time. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know, you got to, sometimes you got to let your baby cry. Yeah. You know, cry your ass to sleep. Yep. I ain't getting up no more, right? Yep. But, like... Babies cry. You pick mm-hmm. them up. You rub their their back. You mm-hmm. you, sh- you know you you bounce up and down. You hold them in skin time. It's that mm-hmm. it's that soothing that teaches. Like this is crazy. A six month old is being taught for when they're like fifteen, sixteen, and they're going through crisis how to self soothe. Mm-hmm. Self soothe means how to how to get yourself de stressed. I remember when I was little, my mom used to do this when I start getting like angry. Mm-hmm. Like, five, six years old, she would just rub the inside of me. Yo, do you believe it or not? I'll wake up sometimes and can't go back to sleep, and I'll just do this. Mm. So so it's learned. Like, mm-hmm. that's healthy. Now, I don't need to, you know, pop a pill. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I could just do this, and then it calms me down, and I fall back asleep. Mm-hmm. This dude, you'll hear him, he's rocking back and forth, right? And then he goes to sleep. I look at my wife one night, my wife's doing this. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, she's just self-soothing, right? Uh-huh. So the idea is all these things. Like, think about it. Who would who would assume that you could teach a three-month-old, like, that what you're doing at three months old to that baby is yeah. going to help them mm-hmm. at 15, 16, 16, 17, 18, be a human being, mm-hmm. right? So we have all this stuff. Go, go, Keep on going because you, right. know you know what's going to happen. All right. Next on the list, social, economic, health, and educational disadvantages. Well, there you just opened up a can right yeah, there. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm about to say. We may have to cut that little part a little short. Basically, that's a, that could be like about six, seven podcasts in itself. Yeah, that, right that's that's a deep. So, so let's go to the social, economic, social, health, and educational disadvantages. Oh man! Now here's you know all that venting that we did last podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sound hypocritical right now, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. Treating people like shit is undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's undefeated, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you look in the course as a soul studies either you look in the course of history and and you go down the line of all the things that, say, the United States has done to, to mm-hmm. African-American people, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at what health conditions in 2023 black yep. people go through in this country. Yep. And there's a direct correlation between... That the constant negativity for so long, uh-huh. and now, and and people want to look at it and go, "That's not true." But like you, you can look at all right, look at it this way too. Look at the different communities that you have. Okay, I'm gonna use this real simple. You go to Newington. You got what's the supermarket over there, in Newington? Um, price Choppers? No, not Price Choppers. One right on the Burlington Turnpike. Oh my God, it's not coming to me. That supermarket over there. Aldi's? No. 
They got a lot Stool of linens. Stool linens. Oh, Stool yeah. Stools. All right. Stool. Look at Stool linens in the neighborhood that it's in whatsoever. You can walk inside Stool linens, you get the best of everything. Yep. The best of everything. But come down here and marry in the Sea Town, walk inside there. Yeah, you got bruised apples, bruised egos. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just the, just the differences in that. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. does that make a person feel? How does it make a kid feel? How does it make an adult feel? You know what I'm saying? When we get to the economic part, the disadvantages in the job market. You know what I'm saying? That's all, let's say, somebody in the poor community, that's all they can afford. Now, everybody could go to Stoolinus. I'm not going down to Berlin Turnpike all the time to go to Stoolinus. Nah. To, to me, Stoolinus, to me, is a tree. Nah, plus, when you go to Stoolinus, you're spending $200 and only got two bags of groceries. Yeah, nah, and, nah. and that's what I'm saying. For and me, that's fun. Yeah. You're like, yo. Yep. But, but see, to me, Stoolinus is a tree. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Why is that considered a tree? Because... The economic of, of in our communities, you know what I'm saying? We don't get the best of everything. We don't. And, it, and if we want the best of anything, it's said that we have to actually go outside of our own community to get that best. Which is teaching you subconsciously that... You're not deserving of the best. That you're not deserving of the best or that people outside of your community don't view you as equal. Mm. Um, and, and that's true because I live in the community, we live in the community we teach in, right? Mm-hmm, like, yep. we live in the community we coach basketball in. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, like I, I don't even know how to explain it in a way that people can understand it because if, you, if you've never been, if you only know Connecticut from what you assume, you mm-hmm. would assume that there's a lot of money here, which yep. there is. Mm-hmm. But what you don't realize about Connecticut is like everything else in the world, right, based on your zip code, mm-hmm. is how your education is. Yep. So that Fairfield money, that Greenwich money, that New Canaan money, that Ridgefield money, they can afford brand new fields, iPads. They can afford all that stuff. And the teacher retention down there is great because they're paying them a a, a decent Mm -hmm. salary. Taxpayer galore, right? Mm -hmm. Very few people rent in Greenwich, man, Mm -hmm. right? But you come out to Meriden and 60% of the people that live here rent. And the thing is about that, even when you come to Meriden, people from the outside – they shocked that even when we've done something to better ourselves. I'm going to give you a classic example. When Falcon Field was first built, okay, that's when I was coaching on the Raiders. We was playing a team out of Wallingford, okay? Parents came in and was like, how in the hell did Meriden afford this? Who do they think that they are? Yep, they must be free. They yeah. must have got a grant for it. Exactly. That's what they, say. That's that's what they, what they think. And everything like that. And it's like, why can't we just want to better our community for ourselves so we can have the same advantage that you have? And not view it as we're threatening your your existence, and that, and that's the problem because right you hear the old adage pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: if my daddy can loan me a hundred thousand dollars to start a business, I can pull myself up by my bootstraps. Yep. But if my dad's not around, or my dad works, um, you know, hard labor, mm-hmm. has backs tore up. Mm-hmm. And he can't afford to lend me five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to go to school. How am I supposed to pull myself up by the bootstraps? Well, so the so, next thing on the list is going to go delve ahead. into that. Go ahead. The next thing on the list that maybe why your pops can't give you a hundred thousand dollars to go to school to start a business or whatever. Something that's ripped communities apart from east to west. The drug epidemic. Oh yeah, and it just changes, man. Mm-hmm. It was it was heroin, then it was pills, now it's fentanyl. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, it was, it was crack, crack and heroin, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yo, listen, where money is, people are going to, where money and demand are, people are going to spend. 
Yep. Or even like, look at some of the conspiracy theories that's out there floating right now. Um, one of my favorite shows, Snowfall. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was based on a true story, how they flooded the African-American communities yeah. to fund a war. At the, at the demise, the, the devastation that it ripped through the communities. I remember Redman said this one line in one of his songs, and it hits home so much. He said, my rap style swarms over ghettos like crack. Yo. <laughs> and look what it did. Look what it did. That's why you got mass incarceration. That's why you have fathers not there in the household. That's why you have drug-addicted mothers that pass that on to their kids while they was pregnant. And the thing about it is they're not doing it in nice communities. Mm-hmm. Just like they're not building highways through nice communities. Exactly. Just like they're not building the garbage plant in a nice community. Mm-hmm. Right? Why do they t- why do they take it out on communities that 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 are that people view as less than? And and it's like we all want to say we want better. Mm-hmm. But but isn't it isn't it you know how you treat the least among you? But and even, right, isn't that what what all these politicians mm, and what all these people mm, preach about? I go to church on Sundays. I listen to the, I I do mm, this. God, this God that you shouldn't have abortion because that's killing, and God mm, doesn't like killing. Yet, yeah, if you commit a crime, we will kill you. Yeah. Um. You know, if you need money for your baby because you don't want an abortion, we're mm, going to cancel that service yep. because it costs mm. too much. Right. But but not. But I'm not. Even, don't even look at it like from a legal drug standpoint. Even look at legals. What was the Tuskegee Tuskegee experiment based on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's inject these, let's inject African Americans with syphilis, and let's see what happens. And they ain't got enough power to fight back, so exactly. who cares? And and that's the thing. And then and then, but don't mm. talk about it at school. Yeah. As a teacher, you're gonna get fired Quiet. if you talk yep. about that because mm-hmm. because we we do good things only. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like we're going into like this. Um. Uh, was it Big Brother's watching? Um. You know, burn the books. Anybody mm-hmm. that that gets out of line, I feel like we're moving into uh, mm-hmm. we're no longer a democracy, man. We never were. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell people out there as a social studies teacher, don't you know, write letters, get me fired. I don't care. Uh, we're a representative doc- democracy, but you can't have a democracy in capitalism because he who controls the money controls the power. Um, so, and that's not socialism. That's mm-hmm. not communism. It's 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 just a blatant fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a huge issue. Um, the drug epidemic. Why, why do people sell drugs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, if I'm 12, 13 years old, and I live in the um, a community that's suffering. South Jamaica, Queens. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I see a dude driving down the street in a Benz with rope chains on. That's my hero. Mm-hmm. It's not my hero because he's not doing because he's doing great things. It's my hero because, shit, look at the crap I'm in now. I might as well do that because at least then I look good and feel good for a moment. Mm-hmm. It's a drug in itself, and right? What's, and, and what's that thing you talked about before, the basic needs of man? This period, a lot of times people get into that lifestyle because they can't find a job or they had something against them, and that's the only route that they had to go. Oh, what if they just messed up and went to jail? Yeah. And they want to learn from it, but they get mm-hmm. out and you won't hire me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff going on with that. That's, But that gets into that gets deep into that's a rabbit hole, man, where yeah. you get into like race, uh, power dynamics. You get into uh, structure, mm-hmm. structure of how our um, systems are in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do we still use the archaic uh, property tax mm-hmm. to fund our school systems? Um, why do we not have school choice anymore? Listen, I'm a public school teacher. Um, you know, I love it. I want to change it. But uh, why couldn't I look at the public schools in Meriden and go, if I could send my son to Conard, he would have mm-hmm. got a free ride because he would have got a better education. Cases. 
Why can't I send them to Connor? Mm-hmm. Why, and that's in West Hartford for people that aren't listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can't I send them to a private school, Xavier, for free? Yep. Right? Like, like, listen, if it costs $20,000 a year for him to go to Xavier and it costs $16,000 a year for him to go to Maryland Public Schools, mm-hmm. I'll split the difference and send them. And I'm not saying anything about because that's why I teach. Mm-hmm. Or why is it that somebody from New Haven is like, yo, Meriden school system is so much mm-hmm. better than New Haven. I want to send my kid there. Mm-hmm. We are in such an archaic version of, of, of reality that we just do the same mm-hmm. shit over and over and hope that if we throw more more resources at it, uh, but not the right resources. But, okay, then that goes into the next thing that's on it, on the list. Lack of support systems. Lack of lack of support systems. Because we'll tie in the next two things I have on this list. Parental burnout. And parents are ashamed or fearful of reaching out and asking for help. Like, lack of support systems, a lot of times to me where it's like, where we don't have enough support systems in place is because, or why parents don't even ask for help, is because we made them feel shameful for doing that. A teacher won't ask for help, man. Mm -hmm. We won't ask for help because if we ask for help, it makes us look like we can't do our job. that, That goes on. Shameful. You don't know what you're doing. And but how about I'll, I'll, I'll go mm-hmm. one deeper. What's up? Can't we all tie that back to community? If I can't trust yeah. people in my community to help me because then they're going to take my kids away. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. a bad parent. Yep. Or how about this? Like like Isaiah. There's been times where I'm like, I'm, I call Nan up and go, when he was younger, mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle him. And mm-hmm. he, like in that moment, I couldn't handle any of my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, come pick your grandson up. Mm-hmm. I had the ability to call my parents. Yep. I had the ability Mm-hmm. For to call my wife's parents, I had a support system mm-hmm. around me, and that's the I could look at Isaiah now and go, it wasn't just me, it wasn't mm-hmm. just my my wife, mm-hmm. it was the whole entire support system that that raised my son to be to be the young man he is yep. today. And I'm in no listen. I I would love to say as somebody who created the Boys Dads podcast, mm-hmm. I would love to say with you, we're great parents. Yeah, but we are. Mm-hmm. But we're great parents because other people also helped us that's make us great. great. Yep. And so yep. that that's a scary that I think that's a scary um thing to think. What do you think, Isaiah? Like, what do you when you, when you hear about all this stuff, right? Can you pinpoint one thing that puts so much pressure on kids right now? Like, what's what's something that you could say right now that that just pressures kids, and then it's hard for you to handle it? Um, the amount of like importance people place on like higher education. When it's like, with how it's priced, it's like pretty much impossible to obtain. Because mm. like um, because like most people, a lot a lot of people, not most, but a lot of like kids at my school, like they don't they don't really care about their grades. Mm-hmm. So like, they're not really gonna be able to get any like decent scholarships or much at all. And then like if they if they want to like, if they want to go, um. They're probably not. But, like, if they want to go, then they'll have to pay, like, all of that for, like, the rest of their life. Yep. Yep. That was me. That was me. Didn't take it seriously when I was young. Which is why, like, a lot of of people are, like, starting to go for trades more. Yeah. Because, like, you could just go right out of high school or go to, like, trade school for way cheaper and then get a decent job. But I think that's also, that also goes with community. That also Mm -hmm. goes with kids in crisis, why families in crisis, right? Community in crisis. I think. I think one of the things that we need to start looking at is when we say things are important. Why are the most important things so much money? Mm-hmm. Food, mm-hmm. gas, yeah, shelter, rent. You want to buy a house now? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, listen. If you don't go to college, man, you're not going to make as much money, much money as somebody who goes to college. 
Uh, yeah, because it costs fifty thousand dollars a year to go to school. Yep. And I'm only getting twenty, or I'm only getting fifteen, or I'm getting nothing. Mm-hmm. So now I got to go two hundred thousand dollars in debt to become a nurse, nurse. and I'm getting paid eighty thousand dollars a year. Mm. That's great, but now for the next twenty years, I have to pay a mortgage. How can I afford a house then? When you're paying off that student debt. Right? Yep. Which is why more people are living with their parents now. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. problem is that's more stressful because it used to be by the time you 20, by the t- if you get out of college, you're going to stay here one, two more years at the most, mm-hmm. and then I want you to leave, right? 18 used to be the thing, then 21, now mm-hmm. it's 22, 20. Now it's like 27, 28-year-olds. Yeah. That's, and, and I'm not saying I love having my kids around. But that is also stressful as a parent because society will tell you your kids are still living at home with you. And you failed as a parent. You failed as a parent or they mm. failed as a kid. Like mm. all of a sudden, things are like, like I just saw the median price of an average home in the United States of America right mm-hmm. now is $383,000 a year. Who the fuck has $400,000 to just buy a house? A house, yep. Like, and I, 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 you know, don't tell me cussing. That was a perfectly placed effort mm-hmm. because right before the pandemic hit, my wife and I were looking to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And the house we looked at was like $250,000. Pandemic hit, it sold for three hundred seventy-five. How, how did that house go six months later with no work done? How did that house become $125,000? Now, granted, if, you, if you're great, if you, mm-hmm. if you used your money correctly, if from the young age you mm-hmm. saved and you did everything you were, you deserve it. Yep. I'm not taking away from people that, that work their ass off and deserve it. Exactly. Right? But what I'm saying is for a person that may have taken seven, eight years to mature a little mm-hmm. bit more, but now they got their stuff in order, Where's the Amer- what is the American dream anymore? So here's the thing. Kids in crisis, if I can't answer that as an adult, mm-hmm. if I can't provide him with an education because it's so expensive now that he, I make good money. My mm-hmm. wife makes good money. We make good money. money. Yep. Living in the state of Connecticut, mm-hmm. you can make two hundred thousand dollars a year. You ain't you ain't rich. Nope. You ain't wealthy. You make two hundred thousand dollars a year in Texas, you're probably good. Yep. In the state of Connecticut, two hundred thousand dollars a year won't get you a damn thing. You just get Yeah. Lucky if you just get scraped by. You you get by and probably be able to go on a nice vacation yep. once a year. Mm-hmm. Or once every two years, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you want to send your kid to college, nah, it don't it's matter. Because see the federal government looks at your income. Doesn't look where you are. Doesn't look at what you owe. Doesn't look at how much taxes you pay. Okay. Now nah, you make two hundred thousand. Listen, the federal government. You, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at my income and go, I make this amount of money, then I'm not paying taxes no more, and I'll be able to afford to send him to school. Yep, exactly. <laughs> school, trade school, wherever. Yeah, like I'll be able to afford. He can stay at my house. Yep. I can afford to pay for his his health care. Yep. But you don't you don't look at that. You don't mm-hmm. go, okay, well, you made, a, okay, you guys made $130,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. But after taxes, you made about a hundred, And then after mortgage, all this, expense, mortgage, expense, cars, blah, Basically, blah, 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 everything you need to you ain't got survive. Shit. You ain't got shit. You ain't got shit. Oh, and it's going to cost you an extra $200 a month now for your um for your electric bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the cable bill just went up $50. Oh, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. So all of a sudden now, oh, and your groceries. Oh, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and all that. Right? All of a sudden now. Listen, on paper, that was great two mm-hmm. years ago. But now? Shit. Could you imagine if jobs had to pay you? Had to pay you based on inflation? Yo, so if everything went up 7%, mm-hmm. 7%, you should get a 7% raise. raise. Yep. 
But no, what they give you two percent? They raise your health care up one percent. So you really only and getting only like that, the, and you only getting like a, a half a tank of gas. And being I'm a state employee doesn't mean I'm getting my raises or that two percent the way I'm supposed to get it. Because every time a new governor gets elected, they want to rework the contract, yep. and the first people they go at for concessions is all state employees. Yep. All right, but that's another tangent. Well, now, listen, I work for the state, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, listen, mm-hmm. these dudes are complaining. I'll trade jobs right now. Yep, exactly. And all the people complaining, most mm-hmm. of them, you know, look at our the last, look at our governor. Mm-hmm. Millionaire, wife rich, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the person that was running. Million, the multi-millionaire. Yep. Yo, you going to tell a regular person? I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there that thinks a teacher gets paid too much money, come do it. <laughs> I don't think y'all get paid enough. That's just my honest opinion, but... Listen, I don't think police get paid mm-hmm. enough. I don't think firefighters get paid enough. I don't think people that care for other people get, get paid, paid enough. I don't think people that work with kids, period, don't get yeah, paid no. enough. But uh, Could but, you imagine the Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club? The job that you do at the Boys mm-hmm. and Girls Club, what you get? What people get, $15 an hour? Yeah. To get cussed at by a mm-hmm. five-year-old? Yep. Because yep. they ain't being taught? Yep. That you're not mm-hmm. supposed to cuss at adults? Yep. Or anybody? Or tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but, but there's one thing, too, on this list. And everything we just talked about right now, and me and you go through this occasionally, parental burnout. Parental burnout. How do we open up the last podcast? We was going for a little while. We just had to sit back, get our thoughts, just to recalibrate ourselves yeah. at times. And parental burnout is something serious that... This country does not take seriously because the minute you tell somebody that you need help or you're just not functioning right, you look at it as a failed parent. Or they just hand you medication. Yeah. Legalized drug dealing. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. And, Yo. and not understanding that parental burnout is a legitimate reason why our kids are in crisis. But there's no time. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I'll give you an example. So after basketball season, right, mm-hmm. which takes up. Two, three hours of my day on top of the, the school day, on mm-hmm. top of me being in college, mm-hmm. right? This is why you finish. If you go to school, finish in time. <laughs> um, right? On top of being a parent, on top of being a, a husband, mm-hmm. right? Um, where everybody deserves your time and mm-hmm. and, and your, you know, your ability to uh, mm-hmm. give them your love and, their, and, and self, teaching mm-hmm. self-worth to your daughters and your mm-hmm. son and doing all this stuff, right? He's getting ready to go to college. All the prices of everything going up, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait until after after basketball season. I'm going to work this after-school program, get out an hour, mm-hmm. a little bit of extra money, right? That money ain't adding up no more. Nope. So now I take an extra hour after that. So now mm-hmm. I'm at school until 5.15. Now people mm-hmm. will be like, but you're getting paid. That's your choice. No, it's not my choice. Mm-hmm. It's not my choice. My choice would be, at, you know, listen, I always, I always say... I'm proud of people that did things the right way. Mm-hmm. Because at 44 years old, I realized I was too damn hard-headed and now i got to pay for all my stuff, right? Yep. But even if I wasn't, that two hours, four days four days a week, mm-hmm. eight hours a day, calculate that, would all have to go to him and it still wouldn't be enough for him to go to college. Yo, not for nothing. My part-time job at the Boys and Girls Club. Who do you think that goes to? Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody, I remember I told somebody before and they laughed at me. I was like, no, that's real talk. I said, I said, I'm being real with you. Well, can he get a job? I said, yeah, he can get a job up there. But then he has to figure out my job as a parent is in order to help him get the best education he possibly can. So want, he doesn't need to work two jobs. Exactly. Yeah. So he can focus on his academics the way he needs to be because the world and society is telling him that if he doesn't graduate with a degree, 
he's not going to be able to get a job. Well, and plus, he's also mm-hmm. an athlete. So yes. it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the, if you're if you're going to school and they give you money to go to school, it's not mm-hmm. the same. You can't just get a job, man, because a lot of your time and effort, even in the off season, yep. is to get your body right. Yep. And, and, and learn and do that because you know mm-hmm. if you if you slack, there's somebody else coming behind you that'll yep. take your job. And my thing, and I don't say that to say that I'm basically complaining about that. I love doing it because that's my son. Even my daughter, she needs help. I'm going to be there for them because that's what we signed up for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, but it's just the way the society in this world is. Parents get burnt out. Yeah, no, but that, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like my wife and I were looking at each other uh, yesterday. I go, you know, we haven't been on a date in like five months. And I'm like, yo, now, now don't get me wrong. We're tired now, mm-hmm. right? So we're tired and there's like, <clears throat> and, and, and so I'm looking at it and I'm like, man. So I'm like, you want to go see John Wick 4? She's like, yeah. I'm like, next weekend? She's like, yeah, but it's only two days and we got to go shopping. Mm-hmm. So let's go on our three-day weekend when you, you know, uh, and I was like, all right. But it's like, then I, you know, like, like, and and it's frustrating because I can, you know, the, this really happened yesterday. So my daughter, you know, she, my, my youngest daughter has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's 15. She's like, dad, I want to go, you know, to uh, like the trampoline park, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need $40. All right. Now, you know damn well your brother's about to graduate. Mm-hmm. Mom and I's anniversary is coming up. We just spent $1,400 for you to go on a four-day four, uh, uh, trip with Ben mm-hmm. down to Washington, D.C., right? And we're going to have to give you, like, $300. You need to start choosing wisely the times you can go out because mm-hmm. I don't have money for all this no more. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to, like, I'm in I'm in pay off my debt mode. Mm-hmm. So I'm focused on, like, I got to take care of this credit card. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of this statement. I got to take care of this. I got to save here. Mm-hmm. I got to save there because I'm in that pay off debt and at top of it saved so that we could throw a party for him at mm-hmm. graduation so that we can go on vacation, right, as a family. Mm-hmm. And then... Whatever school he chooses, I got to figure out how I'm going to pay eight hundred dollars yep. a month for for him for not, for twelve straight months, which yep. is which is right. That and then my student loans, I got to pay. So so I'm sitting there like, yo, I made good money. If I if I did everything I was supposed to right from the time I was twelve years old, mm-hmm. I'll be able to afford whatever I want right now. But see, the thing is, but here's the problem: if I did every now, I want you to think about mm-hmm. the statement. If I did everything right mm-hmm. since I was twelve. I could afford to do things now. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect parents to know everything, mm-hmm. and you can't expect expect a twelve year old child to do everything mm-hmm. right. Yep. So how is it possible that in this United States of America that we don't recognize that half the reason or ninety percent of the reason why our kids are in crisis is because we are not delivering a well rounded community to help them? So that they can make those incremental good decisions and choices, right? Yep. Why are we allowing them to go on social media uh, eighteen hours a day mm-hmm. and then seeing what their what their what the rich people get to do all the time? Look at Kim Kardashian over here. Look at mm-hmm. this person get to do this. Look at look at Jay Paul. He doing mm-hmm. this. Look at blah, blah blah. Look at all these people. Look at all these people. Look at all these people. Right. Motherfucker, don't you know real life? Like, no, don't nobody get $30 million for shooting a porn Points. tape when you're 18 years, years old. old. Not just that. Like, 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 mm-hmm. but, but trying to, how am I explaining to my 12 year old daughter? <laughs> Dad, I was watching Kardashians uh, with my older sister. Mm-hmm. Why you let her watch Kardashians? I don't want her to be like that. No disrespect to them, mm-hmm. but I don't want them to think that this is like you could just put yourself out there and you just get money. Just get, I remember, like, 
I remember one time me and my daughter, we got caught up in, I wouldn't say an argument, but one time this happened must went like about five, six years ago. I remember I was at the field with my son watching his lacrosse practice. My daughter said she had an opportunity to go on one of, one of these reality shows. I was like, don't do it. And she's like, but dad, they may open up doors for this. I said, why do you think that's the only way to open up doors for you in this world? I said, because we're so used to quick. Everything happening fast. We used to be so used to showing everybody the end result, but not the path it took to get there or not taking the path seriously. Going back to what you're saying, even if you did everything right at 12 years old, but somebody had to be there to show you that. Yeah, and and not only that, somebody could have showed you the right thing to do, but you might not have been ready to to receive, to, to, to that, receive infor- that information. I, I think one of and them- then and not only receive mm-hmm. it, but then actually let it regurgitate in your own life so that mm-hmm. you could do it. So here's the problem. It's like, yo, you can sit in church sometimes, and the stress from outside, all the things that have gone wrong, mm-hmm. you can't hear that message. It's not because you don't want to, but because it's so, you're so heavy. Right? It's so mm-hmm. heavy. I remember one time I told my, my wife, I said, listen, I, it was like 9.45 at night. I go, listen, my medication, mm-hmm. it wore off. Like, my, my, my brain has reached capacity for, for me caring. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't, I can't listen. I can't. And it's not, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. If you need me to kill somebody because they break in the house, I got you. Mm-hmm. But if you need me to listen to the next 20 minutes of why this person is so annoying at work, mm-hmm. I can't do it I no more. I can't do it. I don't have right? to. And, and, and she said it to me. And it's, it, you know, when you're when you're in your 20s and you're in a relationship, that's an argument. Mm-hmm. When you're in your 40s, you're like, I get you. Yep. I feel you. <laughs> exactly. We're both in the same situation now. Exactly. We're both like. like but, and, but it's not taking, it's not taking serious enough. I think I came across something ooh. on Facebook. It was It popped up on my memories. And everything like that. And I remember posting and I reposted it again. Do you know why I sit up late at night? It's because between the hours of one and five, nobody doesn't expect jack shit from me. Unless you were working their shit. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Nobody expects nothing from me. I could stay at the wall for the next four hours without no commitments. I don't have to worry about anything. And it's sad that I could only find peace during that time of the night. Because you know but I don't know how to go to bed before midnight. Yeah, see, I, tr- I do now just because my body's like, listen, uh-huh. unless you're going to hit the gym and get mm-hmm. get healthier, you're asking me to. That's just the way I've yeah. always been my whole life. But then when I read that and it popped up on my memory again, I had to give it some serious thought. And I really sat there thinking, damn, that shit is right. Because it's a provision. I'm not expected to do nothing during those hours. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the floor to Isaiah real quick, but mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you with this then. If we're getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. What's that doing to our kids? kids? So if you see adults burnt out, how many times do you go to school and you see a teacher just being like, I can't do it? Like, like you can tell they just can't do it today. How many, do you see that a lot? Um, Not really. I don't, I don't see it a lot. Do you see it, like, like, can you feel it? Like, when you, if you go to school or you're around adults, can you feel sometimes when, like, when you walk in the house sometimes, you just tell mommy and I are stressed out. Can you feel it? Um, I can't really remember a time that I felt it enough. I know. I That's know. because we're great parents. <laughs> no, uh, I, know, I know Ethan has felt it a few times. I remember I told you a story before. I must have flipped out on him about something. And for the one of the very few times, Ethan just sat there and took it. He just sat there and took it. And later he came up and asked me, he said, yo, dad, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. He was like, I was like, why you asked me that? He said, because the way you just flipped out on me, that was not you. Something was going on. And I had to explain to him. I said, yo, do not for nothing. It was just like, 
this world is just getting overwhelming on me right now. And I apologize for taking that on you in that moment. And he was like, Dad, don't sweat it. He said, I take out enough on you. It's okay every now and then to do it with me. And I'm like, okay. I, I Listen, there's been times where I had to go up to him and be like, listen, I, Dad may have taken this a little bit too far. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that's the moment where, like, like mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes we're, we expect, and I think this... If you've ever had family, right? If you've mm-hmm. ever had the, the the blessing to have family, mm-hmm. um, where where everybody's engaged with each other, not mm-hmm. just family, like where that's my kid, but he mm-hmm. needs to sit his ass in his room, right? I'm talking about if you ever had like been in, engaged with your family and you're very close in that family. Mm-hmm. There's times where you just you walk in and you're like, what "The hell y'all want from me?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. I, there's times where, like, he'll come downstairs and I'll just be like, what do you want? <laughs> what? He's like, I just want to see if you want to play a video game. Oh. <laughs> not because, uh-huh. not because, you know, I don't want to see him or I don't love him. It's mm-hmm. just like, sometimes, it's like, dude, like, and I'm going to say this and, and please nobody out there take offense to it. Sometimes even the people you love can just walk downstairs and you just look at them and just shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that my kids have felt the same Say, way when yep. I'm like, uh-huh. what you doing? Leave me the fuck alone. Like this, what now? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like every now and then I'll hear him, what? I'll be like, what, what? Exactly. I'll pay for this. Open up this door. I'll exactly. break this down. Exactly. But but like it's it is it's stressful, but, man. But I think a lot of times why our kids are in crisis too. I had this whole list I just came up with. This whole list that I did a little, bit, I did some research on to come up with this list and everything like that. I think the number one reason why our kids are in crisis is because we do not take anything on this list serious enough. We so quick to wash it away. We so quick to saying just. Grab yourself by the bootstraps and pull yourself up. Or I'm being burnt out as a parent. No, you're a weak parent. We don't take those things serious. And I think... or There's like, no outlets for us, man. Yeah, exactly. It, just like we're taking away outlets for kids. Mm-hmm. Everything's about school and sports. If mm-hmm. you don't play school or sports, screw you. Mm-hmm. But I like to have... I like to play Pokemon. Uh, grow up, mm-hmm. right? Like, like there's no... All the outlets we have lately that are affordable are all bad for you. Yeah. We line it up, man. Mm-hmm. Drugs, porn, um, uh, fight, mm-hmm. uh, cussing, music, um, all this stuff, right? Because here's the thing about it: being a good person takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes work, and with Get, no time off. Yeah, it takes <laughs> it takes work because a good person has to be good all the time. Because yep. if you have a bad day, the first person that the first thing people say to you is, "What's wrong with this one?" Yep, exactly. Not not damn all the good stuff that that person's doing. I wonder if they just need a break. I, have you ever taken a mental health day? I've taken I have, a mental health day yes. mm-hmm. more than my fair share. Mm-hmm. I've taken a mental health day. Matter of fact, I think I'm due for one. And, soon, and but... what's funny, May? Mm-hmm. I already took one in March. I'm taking one in May. Um, already. Sign sealed delivered. <laughs> um, but what's crazy is I'll sit there and I'll go, oh, I'm going to take my, I'm not going to do, like, the, I I took Friday off mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I was supposed to do something for Isaiah, took care of it. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do shit but watch basketball the whole entire day. Mm-hmm. I'm a, this is a me day. Mm-hmm. Don't you know, I vacuum, <laughs> clean up the sink, put dishes away, mm-hmm. did my laundry. 
because I didn't have a chance to really do that during the week mm-hmm. or the past couple of weeks has been so stressful that I finally did stuff that you're supposed to do. And so I just sit, like I'm looking at the world right now and everything is just everything is just yo people don't care. People don't we are bringing our kids up in this false sense of reality. We talked about it yesterday and this is this is this is big country's 2 minute statement. Mm-hmm. And I used to say this to the kids. I said it to my own kids. I said it to kids that when I worked for DCF. I said it to kids now. Yo, we're lying to you. We're lying to you. They're like, what you what you talking about, Mister P? Do every time you have a crisis, somebody's there for you. Mm-hmm. We're no. lying to you. Mm-hmm. We're teaching you that every time you have a crisis in life, somebody will be the help. Even do it for you. you. Mm-hmm. When you turn eighteen, nobody gives a damn about yep. you, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Can you mop that floor? Can you put that back on the shelf? Mm-hmm. Can you follow directions? If you can't, I can't pay you. Mm-hmm. Go hungry. There's 300 other people with, that are applying for the same thing you're applying for. Yep. What's different about you? I ask t- kids this all the time. If I was, w- if you were to hire you, would you? <laughs> They're like, no. So what is that supposed to tell you, right? So the idea is, I'm like, listen, this is not the Mr. 44 grumpy hate life mm-hmm. because I made bad decisions. This is the, I know the bad decisions I made. I'm trying to give you information. You still don't want to listen. listen. It's not like I'm I'm rich and I'm telling you, look, I, I'm rich. My life was easy. My dad was rich. I'm telling you that I, I grew up, my father said things to me. My grandparents said things to me. My mom said, even teachers said things to me. And I said, ah, my friend said shit to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen. And now everything I'm paying for now is because I didn't listen. listen. So I'm giving you all this information. Bro, the house is burning down. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you paying attention, right? And so I know there's when you hit your forties, something inside you burns mm-hmm. that you want to fix. You want to help other people not go through what you went through. Mm-hmm. And I started at home. I told my son, mm-hmm. if you're not ready to go to school, I will make sure that you can make sure you have a job. Mm-hmm. You can make sure you go through the, the shit you have to go through. Create a business. Do whatever you have to do at 18 because you can afford to lose $10,000 at 18. You can't afford to lose $100,000 because you you screwed away your education. Yep. Right? He listens. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'm going to go to school. Not because I, I can't do it. He knows he can. He's smart as hell. Mm-hmm. But my issue is what's wrong? Why are we tuning out people that can help and I'm not talking about, because we've always done this. Kids mm. versus adults have always been the, you don't know shit, you don't know mm-hmm. shit. You don't understand. You understand, Dad. Mm-hmm. You understand. Uh, no, you don't understand. understand. Yep. Right? Like like all this pressure building up, man. All this pressure is like a volcano. We build and building up. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, it kills us because our kids don't realize the reason why it kills us is because we don't want to just punch you in the face and chop you in your throat and say you're stupid. But you're being that way. Yep. It, the pressure builds because, bro, you are our dreams that we never fulfilled, mm. right? Our dream deferred, like like Lakes and Hughes. Uh-huh. You, you're the dream deferred, man. You're the you're the dream that that. I, listen, my I screwed up. I I I, I bruised myself. Mm-hmm. I did this so that you can go. I love my dad, but I don't want I don't want to be that. Mm. Right? I did that. Mm-hmm. Right, Jay Z always says, "I hustle so you don't have to." Absolutely. Right, like the idea is, I'm trying to build up that, like, so that when he turns around and gives the information to his kids, he's gonna mm-hmm. look. I listen to, I listen to your grandfather when he told him this, and your great grandfather when mm-hmm. he said this, and I didn't want to make the same mistakes, not because I don't love them, because I want better. Mm. 
And mm. so the thing about it is how do you take all that information? How do you take all that stress? How do you take all of that balled up as a parent or a, a, as a teacher or as somebody who works with kids, some a coach, mm. and how do you give it to your kids because it breaks your heart every day, man? Like, I don't know how my, my mom taught for 44 mm. years. I don't know how she dealt with 44 years of there's the mountaintop where you get those kids mm. to graduate and then the, and then you hear the horror stories or you see what happens or you know. And the thing is, this kid in the corner, mm-hmm. this kid in the corner that we just let do whatever the hell they want, we have just sent them to death through life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the crazy part. I'm going to be real with you about this, and this goes back to something that you talked about earlier. We're not teaching our kids how to have faith, all right? Now, I'm going to give you my own personal story. When I finally was at my lowest point and I allowed God to come into my life, made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, and me and Ethan have this conversation all the time. And it's like, I remember distinctively, and can't nobody tell me anything opposite of what I'm about to say. I felt this was God talking to my heart. That everything in your bloodline, every bad thing stops with you. So my next question to God was this. How am I supposed to accomplish what you're asking me to do? All he said, I need you to do is plant seeds and I water them. But it goes back to what you said earlier. The faith that you have is what's going to allow those things to grow. You follow what I'm saying? And it's like a lot of times when we do these podcasts and me and you've had the conversation after the podcast, we feel like this is therapy for us at times. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? This is therapy for us at times. So as one brother to another, all right, and for anybody that's out there listening, one, got to have a strong faith base, plain and simple. Plain and simple. I'm not saying that you have to be a Christian. What have a strong faith base. Bottom line. If you praise God, if God to you is Allah, Allah to you is God, whatever it may be, that's you. Have a strong faith base. Because the one thing I know, and I'm seeing it happen in my son more and more every day, and at times it brings tear to my eyes. The seeds I planted, I've seen God water it, and it's starting to bear a little fruit right now. The thing is, we take on the responsibility so much on ourselves and the person ourselves that we get in the moment, we don't want our kids to make the same mistakes that we've always made. We're going to push them right into those same mistakes right that we always made. Yeah. And when it goes back to kids in crisis, a lot of times, a lot of times the reason why kids are in crisis is because, one, the community in itself hasn't realized that, like you said, we've lied to them, that we've screwed up, we screwed up things for them, and not owning up to and holding ourselves accountable to the standards that we expect in our kids to, to have and everything like that, we're definitely doing them a disservice. Acknowledging that there are problems in the community instead of just brushing it underneath the rug. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and thank you. And taking everybody's experience, what word am I looking for? Their own experience. Take it seriously. Just because me and you don't have the same experience. Me and you've had this conversation before. We haven't had the same experience, but we have the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. On things, you know, because emotion is not mm-hmm. is not unique to you. Exactly, right. So just just how we got to that emotion. Exactly, but it's also too a lot of times people's experiences are not validated. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why our kids are in crisis too, because you have a, that goes to the parental burnout thing. Just because you haven't been burned out, don't know, doesn't mean that I don't get burned out. Yeah. Respect that about me. But instead of calling me a bad parent, instead of calling me well. 
I can't function, or you ready to, like you said before, start prescribing, get those prescription drugs to get me back on track. Sometimes I just need a break. Yeah, and I also think that 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 trickles down to the kids because mm-hmm. I know my son is not my my oldest daughter, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter is not my youngest daughter, right? Mm-hmm. So the expectations you have to kind of learn as a parent, and this is how it is in coaching and mm-hmm. stuff. It's different parenting, yeah, because coaching is easy. I leave you, yeah. You piss me off. I got I got twelve hours before I have to see you again. Yep, exactly. So I can get over whatever it is. Yep. Like if he pisses me off, I got to see him again and yep. again, again and again, again, and he's gonna do the same thing to piss me off again and mm-hmm. again and again. And now all of a sudden, I just wanna I want I want to injure him. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like I want to injure because damn it, how many times do I got to tell you, like uh, I'm gonna have to chop you until you can't breathe. Yep. Okay, now you understand who's funny, in control. Funny joke on the side, but it's like when I get that way with Ethan, Ethan, and I used to always be like, "Yo, you disrespect somebody when you walk away from the middle of a conversation." And Ethan said, "Yo, Dad, you being a hypocrite when you say that." And I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Cause you walk away from me." I said, "No, dude, I walk away to save your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I walk away. I need to go take a, a lap around the block, a lap around the house, or whatever, because I just want to wrap my hands around your throat." But go ahead. And and here's the thing, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I truly believe we're gonna have to do a podcast on mm-hmm. on, on um, healthy outlets for parents. Mm, yeah. Because I think one thing that's missing in my life is time, mm-hmm. and so it's harder for me to go to the gym. Mm. Right, and you know, Isaiah will be like, "Dad, take me hiking, man." I, I, it's, one, it's inside joke, people. So don't take offense. I'm like, "That's the white side of you coming out." Like, I can't, I can't, and I'm white, and I don't go in the woods, man. That shit is not, that's not safe. Right? They got poison ivy, snakes, bears. I don't know other white people. Like, do you have I not taught? I understand you get comfortable around my people, but. So honestly, you, 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 I'm you trying not, to teach you how to survive in the world, man. You know, said, you, you're not part of that stereotype. Yeah, yeah, That's what you no, 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 I'm not an atypical weapon. I, nope, nope. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You catch me in the woods, man. I'm running from somebody. That's scarier than anything in those woods. All right. So, and I've seen horror movies, man. Mm-hmm. You run to the woods, you don't know which tree is what, man. I'm done, mm-hmm. right? But it's like. That's not something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give me enjoyment. So if you make me go hiking, I'm going to be on guard. I'm going to be stressed, right? So I'll go hiking with him because that's something he likes to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be, you're going to see me, I'm going to be in like straight up military fatigues with like, with nets for no uh-huh. bugs. I don't like bugs. <laughs> like, I don't, uh-uh. So, right? But, like, if you put me on a basketball court, even shoot around, I'll stay there for an hour and just mm-hmm. shoot and move and shoot and move. If you put me in the gym with my headphones on, mm-hmm. I'll work out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's something I like to do. And mm-hmm. and here's the thing. I like to do it, so that brings me joy and relief, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't have an hour, people are like, oh, just 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes where? I got to drive 10 minutes to the gym, 10 minutes back. That's not 20 minutes, man. That's 40. Yep. <laughs> just do it in your house. Mm-mm. I don't have a basketball gym in my house, idiot. Well, bounce the basketball outside. Really? Now I turn into a child. <laughs> this is why. I'm, this is why we can't get along, right? But, but you are right about that, though. We as adults, we need our own outlets because, in all honesty, if we don't start having outlets, our kids will be more in crisis. We got to teach them because they follow. They learn from us. If they see us stressed out, how we deal with stress, how are they going to deal with stress in their life? Exactly. How are you going to do it? Like one, like one thing I always tell my son all the time when he tells me, "Yo, I just want to be left alone," and things like that. I'm like, cool. I said, one, that means you're not in my pockets. That's the first thing. You know what I'm saying? I said, secondly, obviously you learn something that everybody needs that me time and everything. Or people look at me cock out when I'm working. Oh, I'm taking a mental health day tomorrow. What do you mean you need a mental health day? Um, if I don't, I'm going to snap. Yo, you know what's crazy? The <laughs> other day, because. Or, or, wait, not to cut you off. Or, 
the outlet that I choose to take, people look at me like I'm real funny. And yes, I go to the shooting range as much as I possibly yeah. can. And people look at me like, you must know that is my outlet. Well, how you figure? I say, I'd rather go shoot at a paper target than go shoot people. And That's al- why. Well, also, <laughs> you know, fair point mm-hmm. that they may not consider is, you know, zombie apocalypse, man. You gotta, you gotta be able to aim properly, <laughs> right? In, exactly. in a stressful level, you need to be able to survive, right? Exactly. So if I can't, if I don't mm-hmm. go to the shooting range mm-hmm. and I can't hit somebody in the head, then mm-hmm. guess what? We all getting eaten, and that's exactly. and then we turn into zombies. So, but, but, that, but that's but what I understand what you mean. Like, yeah. like whatever he likes that he mm-hmm. likes. He's like, Dad, let's go to the range. Let's go to the range. I'm like, legality wise, I'm gonna try to figure out how to how to how to go to the range. <laughs> I must get my permit back first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could, we can go to the range, uh-huh. but that's going to be 1990s, Brian, and uh, <laughs> that that you go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's the problem, though. Like, you know, all the all the stuff we're going to wrap up on because mm-hmm. I think I think one thing I'm looking forward to is reaching out to some of the people in the community to come in and have a podcast with us. Uh, maybe we'll reach out to the director of the board of it. He's a, uh, he, uh, Boys to Girls I already Club, put him right? on notice. I um, put him on notice because yes. I think having Isaiah here, he takes it in, he listens, he's mm-hmm. He like like he's a good kid, man, um, and he has a different perspective than we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, talking to the people down at the barber shop, talking to my barber, and, mm-hmm. and then talking to another person I play basketball with, um, you know, that podcast is gonna. I'm taking time because I want to edit it and, mm-hmm. and, and do do it justice because the conversation is excellent. Um, but I think our community wants to do better. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of times people assume you have to have money. Um, to make your community better, and that's not true. Um, I know somebody who goes to the monuments in Meriden and picks up after all the panhandlers because he was a he's a veteran mm-hmm. and he feels disrespectful to all the names on the mm-hmm. on the monuments from the World War Two and World War Two vets that died in Meriden. Mm-hmm. So he goes and cleans up, and he gets frustrated because he feels like the city should do something about it. And mm-hmm. I know some people will look at it and go, "Well, they're 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 you know they're obviously in need, but you know there's so many outlets, mm-hmm. right?" But the idea is, you, you know, you have to just be able to refocus your emotions. I know as a teacher, if I don't have the ability to kind of vent and, and be frustrated, like it's as a teacher, I should be frustrated. As a parent, you should be frustrated, mm-hmm. whether it's about bills, whether it's about your kids, whether it's about like, can we make it? Mm-hmm. It is not easy. And that's why I'm saying I don't want to lie to kids. I want our kids. Listen, if kids got to be in crisis, let's let's help them through it so that the next time there is a crisis, they're not worried about mm-hmm. it i don't just, need a 19 year old kid who's never been through shit mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they break up their girlfriend and they want to kill themselves because they never because there's so much you know rallying around people is lost once you turn 18 yeah because 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 we've been, we've been taught that 18 at 18 you're supposed to know everything yeah. and got and got life figured out i finally became a good dad mm-hmm. at 35 Mm-hmm. I became a good dad at 35. I mm-hmm. became a good husband probably around the same time mm-hmm. because I stopped worrying about me. It wasn't about you. It yep. wasn't about me. I had mm-hmm. to learn to turn off when my wife would vent to me about my, my actions or my kids. I had mm-hmm. to turn off that fix it and learn that I just had to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to master listening today because listening is not my strongest mm-hmm. suit. Um, but also too, but caring is like but, that's the problem, right? But also too, because me and my wife just had this conversation yesterday. Um, not only do you have to listen, but also learn how to effectively communicate. Action. 
Action. Faith without works is dead. Fairly communicate. But without that, the action won't be able to come into play if you can't effectively be able to communicate what needs to be done. And those communication skills can get destroyed at a young age. Yes. Based on how people communicate to you, how people treat you. And just how much, how many times you've been told when you was little, kids are supposed to be seen and not heard. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I had somebody tell me one time when I'm at the Boys and Girls Club, why all little kids flock around me, this, that, and the other thing. I was like, I said, because the first thing I do is I listen to them. And it could be little gestures, like little gesture like this. I don't talk to him. Little kid could be this. I'm not talking to them like this. I would have to kneel down and make yeah. eye contact with them. That lets them know they're being respected and they're being heard. Yeah. Nothing like that. You never understand. And then you wonder why, when as kids, when they get older, and as parents, we're all guilty of this. Or take up for yourself and speak up for yourself. When all the time in the household, they've been told their voice doesn't matter. I said that as a teacher that that. Like, especially social studies, you're always mm. supposed to question mm. why did it happen, why did it happen. But you know who killed that? A little five-year-old self when you were told, why yep. you ask so many damn questions? Shut up. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Why, why, uh, Dad, We can we go out? No, we don't got no money. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we got to pay bills. Why? Because we got to live. We got to survive. Why? Right. Why? God, shut up and go upstairs. <laughs> yep. Right? Because now you que- you're making me question my life decisions. <laughs> And now I feel like crap because I can't take you to get your ice cream yep. for the sixth time this week, <laughs> asshole. Right? But you can't say that, right? Nope. So it's like, but but the idea is the idea is the same. I think it's I think it's we we have effectively taken all of our effective tactics away from us. Mm. Like think about it. Who's taking our tactics from us? Who's taking like I said this? At, I know I I can get in trouble, but I tell on myself. The other day at school, this kid was just. Dude, he was making, like, bird noises for, like, 25 minutes straight. And this kid doesn't have an IEP, no 504 plan, so mm-hmm. there's no, like, diagnosed issue. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, right? And so I just looked at the kid and I go, you could always tell the kids that don't get beat. That kid spit his water out because you, I knew that that kid's mm-hmm. mom don't play. Mm-hmm. He spit his water out. He was taking a drink. He spit <laughs> his water out. And he was like, that's so true, Mr. P. And the other kid was like, what does that mean? And the whole class, the pe- the kids that knew consequences turn mm-hmm. around and go, obviously you don't, right? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I'm like, yo, why are we effectively taking away? I'm not talking about abuse. Yeah. I'm not talking about... Like like a syllable beating every now and then mm-hmm. does does a body good, right? But I'm not talking about like so punitive that that that's like leave, leave bruises in my. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that. So people out there who are like, oh my god, just right? relax, calm down, let your blood pressure come back down. But we're not advocating child abuse. Yes, but we've taken effective abilities of from mm-hmm. ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Meet kids where they are. Well, some kids need to be told. Listen, you little shit, sit mm-hmm. down. Yep. Right? I'm not saying teachers should. I'm not saying, saying teachers that, yep. should do that. But what I'm saying is that, or like when you're on the basketball court and the kids are shooting while, they're, while grown folks are playing, mm-hmm. take that ball and rifle it. Yep. Let's play dodgeball real it, quick. It was done to me. Yeah. <laughs> you learn real quickly. Uh, it was done to me. Yeah, or, look, like, kids, did it hurt? Yeah. Look at my nose. You're like, oh, I'm sitting down. When, when, when I've got my team warming up and they want to shoot around and everything like that, and I'm like, y'all got to get off the court. And they look at me like I'm speaking foreign to yeah. them. Like, and what I really want to say is, fuck off my court right now. Yeah. This is my time. And like, like, like you said, we take away effective things. Or I, when you go 0-10 mm-hmm. and you get a medal. Nah, you suck. Your yeah. team sucks, man. You're 0-10. Exactly. Like, I remember one time we were we won our last game, mm-hmm. our last basketball game at the Y, right? Mm-hmm. I had, like, the worst kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter, she was, like, 7 years old. 
I'm, I don't want to say the worst kids. There were seven. We had the worst basketball team mm-hmm. effectively grouped, right? Mm-hmm. We were one and nine, the last place team, and they handed us medals. I'm like, I'm not giving it to these kids. Mm-hmm. We were one and nine. Like, not because they don't deserve great job. Uh-huh. But I'm like, yo, so they're going to go one and nine and get medals at seven. They're going to go one and nine and get medals at eight. One and nine. And then one day. You teach them how to be mediocre. One day. No, one day. They're going to go one and nine in, in high school or middle school. And the whole crowd, including their own school, is going to be like, y'all suck. Uh-huh. And then they're going to break down and cry because they have no idea what's going on. And it's exactly. like, yo, what happened? If I'm raising kids to think that they'll never lose even when they lose. Like, listen, that I'm not saying that you can't be nice about it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that there has to be some real, real mm-hmm. in it. Yes. I think one time my son, he paid me, not so much he paid me the ultimate compliment, but people have told me about him. Like, I have this one kid I work with at the Boys and Girls Club, and he's like, you know something, Barry? I've known your son all my life. I never heard one thing bad about him. And I'm like, and you know my son, he plays football, basketball, across. That comes with his own set of... He sucks at Uno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know that comes with a whole set of things. Trouble athlete that he said, but I've never heard of a bad thing. And my son happened to be there to hit us. He said, you want to know why? He said, all it took was one time. One time for him to knock the nonsense out of me. And that's what worked. <laughs> and that's what worked. I say, you want to talk about granddad's house? <laughs> and so I said. <laughs> and I, I tell, you want to talk about what happened after granddad's house? No, 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 he still know. He'll I, still bring it up. You know I, tell, I, tell, I tell people all the time. I said, I could count how many times on one hand that I actually had to lay down that type of discipline with myself and still have fingers left over. But I feel it was done in an effective manner because even after I did it, I still let him know that he was loved. I'll give you another. I'll give you mm-hmm. another perspective on this. Mm-hmm. I remember having a, a tough childhood, right, with like people bullying and making fun of me, and I used to get pissed. I still, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I told the kids at school this. I remember one time, it's like this kid was eighth grade, right, and I was in seventh grade, and he like ran by me and smacked me in my head, and I went to hit him, and somebody was like, "Yo, you could hurt him." Seventh grade. Nobody said, don't mm-hmm. hit him. Mm-hmm. They're like, you could hurt him. I'm like, yo, why don't you teach him that so he doesn't hit me anymore? Exactly. Right? So I'm I'm sitting there growing up, growing up, growing up. And I remember my mom going, I don't understand why you act up at home. Because you always taught me to act right outside, outside the, house. the house. Where's my safe place? Mm-hmm. Where I got to let it go. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Right? So parents out there, too, I, I also want to caution you. Beating your children, disciplining them. Is great, but also understanding what they need in the moment is yeah. greater. Yes, because my mom said that found, that had a profound effect because she didn't mm-hmm. think about it like that. Mm-hmm. So listen, if I embarrass you and I act up outside, I'm gonna get in trouble and you're gonna get in trouble. Mm-hmm. If I come home and I throw a fit, yeah, you can beat me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can ground me. But you know what? This should be a safe safe place for me to throw that fit. Yep, I may have to learn how to deal with my emotions better. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather do it inside the house than outside the house. And that brings up another important point, too, something that you said earlier. We're teaching kids not to effectively how to deal with their emotions because we tell them they're not valid. Yeah. We're telling them a lot of times. Kids could come home, piss off at the world and everything, and mad, instead of just saying, oh, just suck it up or just, you don't know what you're talking about, be like, I get what just that goes back to the empathy part. That goes back to having some sympathy for people. And this and that. We're... Effectively telling kids at a young age that their emotions 
are not valid. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's why I go back to the one saying, a woman can never teach him a young boy how to be a man. All right, because we go through debt. And the same thing vice versa, a man can't teach a young woman how to be a woman. Because we have two different sets of different emotions. Yeah. Plain and simple. And what ends up effectively happening is, is that, let's say if a, a female is raising a male, they're being taught, and I know this has happened to me, they're being taught all their life that their emotions are not valid. Because that woman does not have nothing to relate to. She can't relate to that thing. So we're telling young kids at early ages that, their emotions, their feelings don't matter. Your number one job is just don't embarrass me while you're out there in public. So when you come home, even if you act out when you're home, we're telling you that you're wrong. Yeah. And not understanding that if they can't release these emotions out there in public, then like you said, where's a safe place where it can be released? Yeah. And that's why a lot of these kids in crisis, that's why you see a lot of them get caught up in situations where, what's it saying? It takes a lifetime to build a reputation, but it takes five minutes to tear it down. And most of that is based on an emotion in the moment because we haven't taught them effectively how to deal with it. Like the one kid I told you about a little bit earlier where he was um, in the last podcast where he was going back and forth with one of his peers, he took it upon himself because you remember what me and him had a conversation about. Just walk away. Don't let me get caught up because it could turn into something that later on I'm going to regret down the road. And here's the thing. Everybody <laughs> knows that moment, mm-hmm. whether you are whether you remember in middle school, mm-hmm. elementary school, high school, a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's always a moment where you where you decide to walk away. They say that wrong thing, and you turn around. Yep. Once you turn around, it's over. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you turn around, it's over because it's like oh, f- like that's the effort yep. moment, right? Like I, I got to say something now. Or I got to mm-hmm. do something. And you know the world is gonna make you. The world is gonna dis- try to destroy you. Mm-hmm. That's where the faith comes in. That's where the ability to rely on others that that have have the ability to teach you. Mm-hmm. That's where parents are supposed to be parents, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm going to give you some things that, that you can't fight everyone, man. I've heard parents tell their kids, don't come. If somebody says something to you, hit them. Mm-hmm. Nobody should disrespect you. And then they come to school and they do it. And I'm like, yo, if you fight every person that disrespects you, you're either dead or in jail. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. But my parents, okay, so tell them to come and talk to me and I'm going to explain it to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they probably didn't mean it in the way that you took mm-hmm. it. Right, I remember one time, and we're gonna wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, I, Isaiah was being bullied, right, and he was getting hit, and I said, "All right, so the next person that hit you, you told the teacher, right? Mm-hmm. You told the blah blah. Mm-hmm. Now nah, I'm a teacher now, right? But I was working for DCF, so I'm children, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very peaceful. You told the teacher I didn't do nothing. You told you talked to the principal, you didn't do nothing. Talked to the therapist, you didn't mm-hmm. do nothing. Okay, yo, you gotta do what you gotta, you gotta do, now. do. Yep, right. What I didn't realize was when I said it to him that, like, his friend, like, he got on top. He whooped the kids behind mm-hmm. in the coat room, right, because he tried to shove them down. He got up. He did his thing. I was like, proud of him. Like, let's go get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Then the next day I get a phone call. Your son hit his friend. They were phoning around, and his friend, like, pushed him, and so he punched him. I'm like, Isaiah, you know what I meant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, every person that hits you, you can't go around and hit now. Mm-hmm. So I had to know my child. Apparently, I did not. <laughs> and so I had to repair that situation mm-hmm. and be like listen only when you go through all exhaustive options yeah. mm-hmm. then you have the right right but the idea is that as a parent if i wasn't around if i worked 16 hours that day mm-hmm. i may not have been able to tell them that exactly i may not have been able to repair mm-hmm. that situation so there's so much stuff going on that's that's why we'll go back to the beginning to close yeah. what does it take a village mean it means that community has to step up yes to replace sometimes mm-hmm. things that aren't there so if let me read the definition I found. All right, go ahead. We have all heard said that it takes a village to raise a child. 
It's not about capability. It's about contribution. It takes many individuals to raise a child in wholeness. It takes skills, talents, spiritual gifts, and contributions from an entire community. If everyone shows up for the child and gets a small part of themselves for the betterment, how much richer would that child be? How much more supported would the parents feel? And that's what I would love to see in the school system. Same that's what you. I would love to see in the judicial system. Same. Yep. That's what I would love to see when, when, when somebody's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right? Community. Like, listen, you know, you may not have a lot of money, but if you need food, this is where you go. Mm-hmm. If you need, you just call, right? And not, we have to make things easier for people to to want to ask and extend help versus feeling like if they ask for help, they're, they're going to be shamed. Yeah. They're going to be shamed asking for help. Because at some point, we, like, I know you raise your children like this, and I've raised my kids like this. There's nothing shameful with asking for help. The shameful part is knowing that you need help and you don't ask for it. Yeah. Or if, or if you're in my class, I said there's no such thing as a stupid question mm-hmm. or answer unless you say aliens because <laughs> we haven't proven that. So, therefore, <laughs> Bigfoot and aliens is like, no, that's not how we get to that uh-huh. conclusion. Isaiah, you got anything to say in closing? No, I think you said it pretty well. You sure? You sure I said it pretty well? Yeah. You sure? Yes. How you feel about kids in crisis? Do you see a lot of, um, and this is not snitching because people mm-hmm. are idiots. They don't know what snitching is, but go um, ahead. It's Sierra, snitching and tattletaling, but then we'll, that's another podcast in itself. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Sierra had told me the other day that every time she walks by the bathroom, it smells like weed. And you come home and you talk about mm. the same thing, right? Does it seem like adults care? No. Like, the, if, if, it like if it gets bad enough, like during the week, they'll just like, they'll either like lock the bathroom mm-hmm. or they'll just keep the door open. Like, they don't really do anything about it. No. Nobody's worried about like, hey, let, let's make sure we give these kids some some tools in their toolbox to deal with stress. No, no the only the only tools they're gonna give them, and he can attest to it. In that school, you get caught smoking, you automatically suspended. That's and they think that's gonna solve the problem. And even, even if like even at this point, like it's just too, like they're too far into it. Like if you try to give them help now, they're like unless it's from like. Like actual like rehab services, they're probably never gonna stop. Cause like they could just like go on, they could just go on Snap and then te- like text somebody, and then pick something mm. up for like five bucks or like twenty. So like, inflation, mm. inflation has hit the weed market. All but, right. <laughs> but like you said, a lot of time, like I said, we gotta get back to a sense of community. We gotta get back to a sense that we all in this together. And if a child's in crisis, we need to surround them with love. love. And not judgment. Yeah, and that's I think that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing as a teacher mm-hmm. is sometimes I feel when I'm when I observe and I see behaviors get out of control. In that moment, I am judging, mm-hmm. but I'm judging how to help, not judging how to just point out. But see, that's a good judgment because even when the Bible talks about "Don't judge against ye shall be judged," everybody likes that's their favorite scripture. Period. Whenever you point something out in them, but no, what that scripture is talking about is the condemnation. You condemning somebody behind it instead of just we all have to judge situations on how to go into a situation on how to deal with it. We all have to we all have to judge people whether we like it or not. We're gonna allow that people into our circle. You understand what I'm saying? It's about condemnation. And that's what I think we got away from for our sense of community. Part being that if a kid is in crisis, the first thing we do is we condemn the parents. Lack the parents that's there or lack thereof. That's thing we do. We condemn the kids, and a lot of times we don't realize maybe the kid just doesn't know 
I know that I've been that's been I'm yeah. I've been guilty of that a few times. Like people expect certain things from me, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give a classic example, and then we could cut this short. My mother one time got mad at me because I didn't go grocery shopping. My, I don't know how to do it. She said, well, you watched me do it all these years, but no, but you didn't teach me how to do it. Yeah. You didn't teach me how to find that bargain in the supermarket. You didn't teach me that not to pick up the meat that looks brown, but you know, you understand what I'm saying? You didn't teach me those things, so how can you expect we put unfair expectations on our kids on top of it? I should have added that to the list. And we're treating them like adults when we're not allowed them to be kids. I taught you how to clean. No, you did it for me. Mm-hmm. I just watched you. Exactly. Right? But but teaching me is like, all right, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Now here's the room handle. Exactly. Sweep, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's let's end it here because I think we can get into a, a more rabbit uh, We could be here for five, holes. six hours. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we still won't fix the world's ills. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, man, I, I think love being a good person. I think that, that, that patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, all good things are hard. Not not easy. They're they're hard because there's no easy fix. There's mm-hmm. no quick fix. See if my food gets cold, I pop in the microwave for a minute, I'm good. Right? And if it's if it's still cold, one more minute, right? Mm-hmm. Like and then boom, all of a sudden I have a meal, right? Mm-hmm. Center's still cold though. Yeah, th- yeah. Well that's <laughs> they need to figure that out, all this technology. Right? But but at the end of the day, fixing problems is not easy. And I think if we look to government to fix it, if we look to systems to fix it if we just assume other people are going to fix it we're always going to fail and i think that's where we got to we assumed that the government would fix it we mm. assumed that our parents would fix it we assumed that our grandparents would have fixed it we assumed that war is going to fix it we assumed that violence will fix it mm-hmm. we assumed that that giving everything without expecting anything in return will fix it. fix it we assumed that just being nicer would fix mm-hmm. it right but at the end of the day, day i think i think there's got to be that 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 balance right I understand, but if you don't get your ass up out that seat when I tell you to, mm-hmm. I get it, man. You're tired, right? Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get you just got home from basketball practice, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't take your behind in that shower, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I get it. It's Saturday morning, right? Mm-hmm. You go to school all week. You're tired. But if you don't get those dirty drawers off that floor, right? If you don't get those dirty cups and, and, and all that stuff, if you don't sweep... I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I, mm-hmm. I understand that your home life is not good. But if you think you're going to keep on talking to me like that. We're going to have problems. We're going to have a different set of problems. Mm-hmm. Right? So the idea is that we have to start putting back in place these guardrails. Not punitive guardrails to ensure that our kids know how to safely right, navigate the, navigate the world. Mm-hmm. All right? And so this has been another Boys to Bad podcast. I uh, want to thank my son Isaiah for being here quietly. Always okay. a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I want to thank uh, Coach Barry. You know, we're back connected and we'll be uh, back shooting more podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, trying to give more attention to all the issues um, facing the world. Uh, we also want to hear from people and get other people's uh, opinions and understanding and perspectives. So please reach out to us. Also, too, if there's something that you want us to cover, feel free to let us know. Yeah. And if you have some insight that we don't, mm-hmm. man, reach out to us. We'll have you on a podcast. Yes, sir. All right. We'll have you on a podcast. We'll have a good time. Uh, also, you know, coming up in the near future, we're going to do a little fun podcast again because we always got to we got to have that balance of, of man, this is too deep. To uh, uh, just talking shit like we do in the barbershop. Yep. Um, but in the end, it's always about being a blessing to other people. Uh, so use your gifts wisely and be a blessing. And we're out.